Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Best of the Men's Room podcast. Let the shenanigans begin. Who or what chased you or who or what did you have to chase? 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Matthew. Welcome to the Men's Room. Hola, guys. Hola. How you guys doing? Doing great, man. Thanks, brother. Good. So I, uh, when I was a kid, one of my chores was to pick up the garbage that the raccoons had spread out all over my yard. So I got tired of it one weekend. I had my brother over, and I had a buddy of ours over, and we're probably 10 years old, and we had pellet guns, you know? And so we camped out in the yard just in sleeping bags waiting for the raccoons to come, and sure enough, they did. And uh, I... I saw three of them uh, initially, but there was like six of them. And I shot one in the chest, and it immediately just started clawing at itself. And then it just looked at us and started charging for us. And, you know, we're kids, so we're just sprinting from this raccoon. I've got a... And, uh, (laughs) yeah, on the one side of our house, it was only like a five-foot, you know, like... From our gutter line to our grass was only like four or five feet. And so I, I was the tallest one. So I jumped up there and I pulled my two buddies up. And, uh, you know, we waited for them to leave. And, and when we get down, um, we're like kind of like reenacting the moment as kids do. And I'm like showing them. Oh, I was running real fast. I had my, hand, or my knife in my hand still. And I stabbed myself like a quarter of an inch right below my eye. <laughs> oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> And the next day, it was Father's Day, so I, I went into the house, and I gave my dad this knife, and the rancher gave me this knife. It was like a $350 knife uh, when I used to do rodeo and stuff for cutting rope. And um, I gave it to my dad, and he was like, oh, you love this knife. Why are you doing that? And he looked at my eye. What happened? I was like, oh, I'm just not ready for it yet. <laughs> I guess when you come and you stab yourself well, in the face, I'd be like, son, you're right. Uh, okay, I have two questions for you. One. You said you had to wait for the raccoons to leave after you, you climbed up a bit. How long uh, were they down there screaming at you? Uh, they stuck around for like a good half hour. Jesus, man. And when you say you do rodeo, or you did rodeo, what what kind of rodeo did you do? Uh, well, so my uh, growing up, um, I worked for a rancher on Whidbey Island, which I thought was funny because the guy before me. <laughs> was it on, wait, uh, monkey hill? on Whidbey Island? Hey, are there all the bulls on <laughs> yeah. Whidbey Island? I've never heard of Monkey is, Hill, though. Okay, I, I was going to say. It's up, where man. the bulls are, Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah, no, we did events. We did, like, barrel racing and stuff like that. We wrangled some, you know, cattle. We did uh, roping and all that kind of stuff. Did you do this? Were you already involved in rodeo at the time that the raccoons chased your ass? Yeah, yeah, that was the sad part. I was going to say, I mean, did, <laughs> like, well, you're dealing with... <laughs> Animals that weigh multiple hundreds of pounds and all this stuff. And I know you're trained for it, but still, did you feel silly running from the raccoons? Now, before, don't feel bad because I would have run too, no doubt. Well, in my defense, the only thing that you come up, you know, if you're going to do rodeo, the only thing that's really out to get you is a bull, you know, And and I didn't mess around too much with bulls. And horses, they don't got claws and nasty teeth. You know, I mean, you might catch a nip on the shoulder here and there. Yeah, but they kick people, man. I mean, they... Hey, did you ever get? Did you ever get? Did you ever get chased by a bull? Uh, yeah, but that was my fault. We, you know, we were kids growing up in a farm community, so we used to slap the ass. And <laughs> how long does it take for the bull to decide that that was a bad idea? <laughs> Immediately, you have to have a distraction guy in place. 
So you're doing this on a dare. Like, okay, I'm going to run up. I'm going to slap this bull's ass. You stand over there, Kurt. You just wave your arms in the air see what happens. Yeah, assuming that the other person said they're going to do it too, does it? Okay. <laughs> now, are bulls that easily distracted? Part. Because, you know, my thought is, all right, you know, with a, a human being, Miles, you go up punch that guy in the face. Now, I'm going to distract him. You know, in the human world, that guy's not distracted. He's going to go beat Miles' ass regardless of what I'm doing. So does that really work with bulls? Like, if you act a fool, they will just turn their attention to you? The only, Yeah, well, if if you make a lot of noise and ruck it and, and they're already mad, they pretty much tend to go after whatever gets their attention. So, okay. I mean, obviously the initial slap got their attention, but if you have some idiot in the ring screaming and yelling, hooting and hollering, and it's a straight beeline for that, for that bull, it's going to go for the easy target. I mean, that's basically what rodeo clowns do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're just distraction. They get paid very well. <laughs> well, yeah, because you'd have to. That's the tough. I mean, that I'm seems a, pretty dangerous. They don't like, have that long of a lifespan, I doubt. <laughs> I just wonder what the hell goes on on Whidbey Island now. Yeah, I no. mean, I'm, I'm, now I'm just like, what, what the hell's going on there? Uh, what, what is the gentleman? What's the general mentality of your average rodeo clown? Like, are they big drinkers? Are they? I mean, what did they do before? They're this? they're unsettling people. I, I, I've not, I mean, I've not personally hung out with a bunch of them, but like, you obviously you see them when you go out and do the events. And, like, uh, well, what level could you, is it like Carney level? Uh, it's a little further than that. It depends on where, where out in the U.S. you are. <laughs> I've noticed, I mean, some places, you know, they're, you know, you catch some normal people, but for the most part, these guys are, you know, they're clowns for a living, and, and I don't know. Yeah, but these are not clowns. If you long enough, you become it. But they're not <laughs> making balloon animals at Billy's eighth birthday party. Like, they actively are trying to get the attention of a bull that's in a really bad mood. Yeah, and kind of hype the crowd and keep everyone's attention. Yeah, that's that not thing. like a clown to me. That's No, but that you got to put clown makeup on before but you go out there. To me, that's just a yeah. crazy person <laughs> hiding their face. <laughs> It's almost like the mascot for rodeo. Right. I mean, like, Bozo the Clown did not do that on his show. You know, <laughs> yeah. he sprayed people in the fl- face with water out of a flower. You know what I'm saying? Like, Krusty the Clown yeah, on The Simpsons yeah. does not on the side. I-, I don't feel like there's a lot of clown crossover. Like, well, on the weekends, I make balloon animals uh, for the kids, and then during the week, I'm with the rodeo. <laughs> yeah, the rodeo clown. He- no, he's a no, different I-, individual. I don't think they have enough time. I mean, believe it or not, that's a, that's a heck of a schedule. Those guys travel a lot. I mean, they, there's not that many people that do that profession, so the yeah. ones that do are in high, in, are high demand. They ha- I mean, think about it. You put an ad in the paper like, hey, have you ever dreamed of being chased by a 600-pound animal that's angry? Like, I sure have. My dad's a, he's a rodeo clown. They do save the. I mean, they do a great job in those rings. Yeah. I'm not questioning them, like, what they pull show. off. It, yeah. uh, my, it's my motivation to do that. Like you said, it's a lot of dangerous jobs. It's but you understand generally, you know, there's safety precautions that go in place. And I'm sure they have safety precautions, but also you're dealing with an angry animal. A safety precaution being, I'm going to dive into this barrel and hope <laughs> I don't die. I mean, right? what is that? Like, that's, that's your best help. option. Like, I'll just hide this barrel. <laughs> yeah, great. And the bull's still going to ram the hell out of it. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Yes, friends, it's time once again for Sit and Spin. Let's gather around the old radio and listen to some swellerific new music. Oh, there it is. Still in his basement. The studio, the bar, the dungeon. It is Ryan Castle. Hey, to be honest with you guys, I, you know, my days are all messed up uh, because we had yesterday off and uh, I almost walked out of here at four o'clock to go down the street and get a drink. And I was like, oh, wait, I've got to do sit and spin today. Yes. Almost completely <laughs> forgot. I guess so. Well, you know what, man? It's so a, now, I, now I'm just drinking at home again like a regular person on the radio. Is, uh, <laughs> is your basement at least somewhat cool? It's 85 degrees out there. Oh, yeah. No, okay. basement's great, man. Basement stays, uh, stays nice, nice and cool. Uh, all of the time. Are you upstairs yelling down to your phone that's still in the basement? No, sir. I am, uh, why? Does it sound weird? Mm-hmm. Well, just, it's not, not really if you're far in a away. Yeah. It's not like you're in a big cave. It doesn't really matter. You're in your basement. That's really... Do you now wish you would have put in air conditioning when you put in that brand new kitchen? 
No, no, not at all. Okay. No, we don't need it. We don't need AC, man. Uh, it's you know we got one of those little portable things uh, up in our bedroom, and it's it's totally fine. Okay. I mean, uh, look, we're cool all the time. <laughs> well, what we are hoping is now that you got that kitchen done, that you would maybe put in a pool so we could all go over and enjoy. You know, a make nice it worth our time. Sunny afternoon. Yeah. You have plenty I, of room back I there do, in the backyard. I do keep a kiddie pool uh, in the furnace room, uh, full of uh, creamy peanut butter, where it's nice and cool. <laughs> if you want to, nice. want to cool down, and then afterwards we can have sandwiches. Mm, okay. With the same peanut butter you were just in. <laughs> well, I don't know why? Correct. The idea of a pool filled with peanut butter is just creepy. Yeah, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. Is that weird? Yeah. Well, let us know where you're going at the end of this. Maybe we'll catch up with you here about, oh, 6.37-ish. You never know. Might be, okay. uh, might be a, a good day for a frothy. Well, all right. Uh, today on uh, Sit and Spin, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the people who graduated college in the music business. There's not a lot of them out there, but you normally don't think of college and you know, musicians hand in hand, unless you're like a a, a symphony type of, you know, an I mean? not right in the rock or pop world. I want to say the only band I can think of, uh, they might be on the list. I don't know who's the uh, the Offspring. Like they put yeah. the band together, they didn't mm-hmm. put the band together as a joke. But these, and they, like, they were studying like real heady stuff in college. They put together well, this biology. band, and they were like, "We couldn't believe we got approached for a record contract." Like that was they're playing, they're playing for fun. Yeah, it wasn't a goal at all. And they're like, "Hell with it. I'd rather be a rock star and get laid." Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, we've got uh, musicians that actually graduated college. Did you, do you have their college and all that stuff and their degree there, Castle? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in, in honor of graduation season. Yeah, absolutely. Ten, number ten. If you be my bodyguard, this makes sense. It makes sense that Paul Simon graduated college because he sounds kind of dull and boring. You know, here's a fun fact about Paul Simon besides the fact that he graduated from Queens College in 1963, and that is, I never liked Paul Simon. <laughs> I believe you mentioned that before. I don't know if I've mentioned that. I don't know if I've mentioned that. He graduated in 1963. From Queens College. Wow. What did he get a degree in? How to write uninspiring music? Yes. Okay. Yes. I didn't. He did well. <laughs> ten musicians. Hey, he graduated. It's all about the. It's all about the paper. These are ten musicians who graduated college on Spin Spin. Number nine. Now this would be Brian May. Uh, Brian right? May. That would be Brian May. But that's uh, Doctor Brian May, who went to Imperial College London, London, and graduated in 1968. What kind of he's doctor? He's a doctor, but I want to say it's not like medical. I think yeah, it's like it was like ast- astrophysics. Was he? In, I think he's astrophysics. Yeah, it's something right. like that. Still kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, my band. You know, like Neil deGrasse Tyson, big deal. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. These are ten musicians that graduated college on Sit and Spin. Eight, number eight. Oh, there we go. There is, yeah, so Dexter uh, is also a doctor. Dexter got his PhD from USC finally back in uh, 2017. So he had given up on his PhD to go out and be in the offspring because that was happening. Finally in 2017, went back, finished his PhD, did a 175 dissertation on the molecular dynamics of HIV. Which is what you expect from the guys in offspring. That's crazy. That is right. kind of wild. I mean, Jesus Christ. Right. Okay. From the guy that wrote, uh, why don't you get a job? Or pretty fly for a white guy. Pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> and he's a doctor. <laughs> right. These are <laughs> 10 <laughs> musicians that graduated college. I'm sitting spin. Seven, number seven. Anybody? Freddie Mercury I mean, graduated Freddie went to, from dental Freddie school. Went to, he went to art college. Oh, so. art college. <laughs> So what did he do? Did he yeah, draw he the, the turtle, uh, or did he, he draw the pirate? College. That sounds about right. He's that guy, mm-hmm. right? You go like, yeah, okay. Art so college. two members of Queen. Ealing Art College, okay. 1969. These are ten musicians that graduated college on Sid Spin. Sid's number six. Come on, baby, light my fire. Come on, baby, light my fire. Jim Morris, the uh, artist always. Uh, we all know he was in, uh, in uh, film school. Of course. Well, of course he was. Uh, he graduated from UCLA in 1965. And he said, uh, one of his quotes said, I didn't want to go into the army and I didn't want to work. And that's the damned truth. <laughs> it <laughs> sounds about like Jim Morrison, sure. Yeah, and that makes sense. He went like did art stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You ever uh, listen to that uh, yeah. Jim Morrison poetry album, Ted? I have not. If you need a good laugh. Yeah, get real stone and listen to that. It's just ridiculous. He does a whole poem the, about uh, his penis. American prayer, Ted. Yes. <laughs> These are ten musicians that graduated the- college. Five, number five. Roxanne. Roxanne. 
I love these English colleges. They have the best names. Sting went to the Northern Counties College of Education and graduated in 1974. Let's say what he mastered in. Or... Tantric sex. Tantric, Tantric sex, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Sting. I feel like it could be anything. Mm-hmm. That's true. Right. It could be anything. I feel like any one of the members of the police probably went to college. I would not You be think shocked. Northern Stuart County's Cobra. College of Education sounds like you would get a general education from college. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't, think you, I don't think you live there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's right. These are 10 musicians who graduated college on Sit and Spin. Four, number four. Anybody want to guess which member of KISS? Gene Simmons. Correct. Business? I want to say Gene education. Went to Richmond College and graduated in 1970. Because he was oh. a school teacher for a while before. Uh, Could you imagine? Yeah. All right, good. I want you to have a seat. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why I'm awesome. Open up your books. Just to open them. <laughs> Please just that. read something. <laughs> Get anything in the brain. for the spitball? <laughs> <laughs> These are 10 musicians who graduated college on Simspin. So how about Thom uh, from Radiohead uh, graduated from uh, University of Exeter in uh, 1991. So right around the time this song was blowing up. Dude was graduating from college. They sound like a oh. college band, though, you know? I'm not going out until I get this degree. What are you f- doing over there? Brian, you there? Yeah. Okay. Did you lose me? Sounds like you're yeah, banging on the wall or something, trying to... <laughs> no, no, no. I don't know what's going on. Have you been kidnapped today? and you're in someone's everything trunk? Here is, everything here is normal. No, uh, but I did lose uh, several hours today uh, that I cannot account for. <laughs> <laughs> That's comforting. <laughs> Yeah. These are our 10 musicians that graduated college. Number two. Uh, Tom Morello has a master's in political science from Harvard. So for those of you that are shocked when Tom Morello says something about politics, you all have never listened to Rage Against the Machine's music. And also, Tom Morello has a master's in political science from Harvard. It'd be cool if Congress Harvard. did, too. Mm-hmm. You know what I like about it? Somebody <laughs> within the last year or so, they they listened to some song from Rage Against the Machine. They're like, I'm tired of your political crap. Keep in mind, last time it came out like 20 years ago, right? But they're like, right. I'm tired of your political crap. So Tom Morello told them, do me a favor. Listen to all of our songs. If you can find a song that's not about politics, I'm going to take it out of the catalog. Yeah. I'm going good for you, man. Right. It's like that's what I, don't I do. I want to have that song be a Rage Against the Machine song. <laughs> These are ten musicians who graduated college. We made it to number one. Yes, Rivers Cuomo uh, went to Harvard as well, and he graduated in 2006. Yeah, it sounds like a college so, fan. So, Rivers yeah, was, a, was a, a college man uh, who, uh, after success, went back to college and finally finished college. That would so explain why he had a sweater to steal. <laughs> right. Oh. You know? Take it right, Castle. Good, we appreciate good point, it. Miles. That's yeah. good comedy, too. Yeah, Thanks. absolutely, man. I'm, I'm bringing it all day. Reach out to the guys on Twitter at Men's Room Live. Now, back to the Men's Room on the Men's Room Radio Network. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What, uh, what happened in the air? Flew through the air, fell from the sky. 206-421-ROM. Have you been on a helicopter? Never. Really? Never? Never, never have. It's no. something you want to do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think See, I See, you think you do, all right? Because you're already scared do, but of heights. I, but I might, I, I, but it would be depending. It's, it's, again, I was so excited about this idea. Like, I pushed for this. Absolutely, right? We're in Hawaii. Is it one of those where you lose your stomach a lot? Uh, mm. See, I don't like that. 
it's not pressurized. You notice that. I mean, obviously, we're not going as high as this guy went, but it is exceptionally loud. It's very cramped. But the thing that I remember most about it was, and granted, it's Hawaii, so there, there's just a lot of heat pockets and all this. But I mean, this thing, you know, will drop twenty feet on the dime. It, no. It, yeah, I mean, no. But it's constant, man. I mean, it's just. Once the thing took off, I'm like, this is going to be great. And about 30 seconds in, I'm like, I want to get the hell out of here. But it is a 30-minute thing, and you were just bouncing up and down the whole time. And like I said, the guy was a very capable pilot. It's not that. But, you know, anytime I've been in the air, it has been on a commercial jet, right? With the exception mm-hmm. of skydiving, yeah. but I'm going to leave the plane anyway. But it's, it's air-conditioned. It's pressurized. You know what I mean? There's all this stuff. The helicopter, you're like, man, it's just kind of like you – and and the machine was it just right. being like 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 Magnum PI same thing like being on a helicopter in Hawaii. that's what I'm thinking it's going to be mm-hmm. like it wasn't was a guy I, wearing a Hawaiian shirt yes 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 he, but here's the thing about the helicopter all right so you know if you get on a regular commercial jet you know they charge you extra because your your bags are heavier whatever the case on so a helicopter it's all about weight and then weight distribution so not only do they figure out how much the cargo being the passengers weighs but then they will put you in different seats right so the things balance. And that already made me uneasy. Like, this seems like such a critical, critical thing. And it is, and I understand. But in Hawaii, when we were there, my wife and I walk in. This is pre-kid, so it's just two of us. And they had a scale that used to – this is like – it's the lobby, all right? And there's a woman who writes down all your info. So, I mean, they get your height, and then they do the weight. So you step on the scale, and then this woman yells down to another guy who is going to figure out where you were placed in the helicopter. So whatever you weigh – uh, I don't care who you've lied to. The scale told the truth, and they yell it down. This Samoan family came in, okay? And, I mean, they are gigantic, man. Just, I mean, just thick, built. Not fat, just big. Big, right? And so they come strolling in. They have two kids. And I'm telling you, their kids are maybe 8 and 10 years old. And I'm pretty sure his son, at 8 years old, weighed as much as I did. Well, trust me. However, I know. But we, the, we, the woman got on the scale, okay? And so... My wife and I, you know, we're being courteous, but we're going to go ahead and watch that scale because it's one of those big analog, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a clock, right? So she gets on this thing, and the woman behind the counter who, who's taking all your info just yells to the bike, 280, right? So <laughs> I just say to my wife, I do not want to be in a helicopter with them because, <laughs> look, no, no, because the whole family, they're going to fly together. But sure. I'm like, this, this is a big, built, goddamn family. And as it worked out, me and my wife ended up on the helicopter with this frail, old broad who probably weighed like 40 pounds, you know what I mean? So we get on this helicopter, and the old lady turns around because you have the, the headset on, and you have to talk to the microphone because you, otherwise you hear nothing, right? So she turns around, looks at us, and she's a real sweet lady, and goes, I'm so glad I wasn't put with that family. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. We were at a Seahawks game t- uh, one time, Mike, and of course we're wearing a Ravens jersey, so that's, that's never good. And you know, anyway, uh, anyway uh, Hody Nada's family. Was like two rows in front of us. It was like eight of their family members, and the one I just thought to myself, and the eight-year-old kid, I thought, man, if someone tries to crap with me, I'm just going to grab this eight-year-old. He's going to beat all their asses because this guy, this kid, was already like 240 pounds, just a mountain of a kid. You but do you remember I mean? them walking up the stairs to our section? Okay, so Lodi Nada, he was a defensive lineman, yeah, right? and he played the nose guard. Dude is huge, but his family is built. But his like dad's kids. bigger, his sister's bigger, his mom's bigger, but his brothers walking, are bigger. But they're walking up and they're wearing Ravens jerseys and it's Ravens Seahawks. So there was a guy sitting in the, in the row in front of us, and this is before the game has started. But he's kind of talking smack, good natured stuff. But he's telling all this crap about the Ravens. He sees them wearing uh, the Nada jersey, number ninety-two. They're walking up, and he's about to say something. I tapped him. I said, "Hey, bro, that's Lodi Nada's family." He turned and looked at me and went. Good looking now. I said, I'm just. <laughs> you can yell yeah. at me all game. Do not address them, dude. It's going to end poorly. What, uh, what happened in the air flew through the air or fell from the sky? 206 421 Rock. Hello, Justin. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Hey, so <clears throat> I got hit with a little bit of karma. Uh, we we're going down to an uh, outside of Astoria, a little town called Gearhart in Oregon. All right. And. We were going, uh, walking to the Fred Meyer there, and I was talking to my dad, and we were kind of reminiscing about some old times, of driving down to the Oregon coast and having the back window down, and and a bird going in and crapping on my grandma, like it flew into the window and <laughs> on her blouse. So we're getting ready to go and walk inside the Fred Meyer. We're looking at all the stuff out in the garden area, and all of a sudden I I feel a raindrop, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I, I looked down at my shirt and I got this 
big white seagull crap mark going down the side, and I wipe my face, and it is all over oh. my face. Ah. It was absolutely terrible. And, and I go and I'm, I'm with I'm with my wife at the time, and and she's like, okay, well let's get you cleaned up, and and she goes and grabs a wet nap, and and she's trying to go and, and help me out and get all of it off, and. And uh, she's like, okay, I think I got all of it. And I went and suckered up. And I said, well, you give me a kiss. She grabbed another wet nut. <laughs> kept on wiping me down. Right. You know what? That's a good way to test. <laughs> kiss me if I'm clean. Like, mm, maybe not. How, how much poop comes out of an eagle? I don't know. I just know that it was uh, it was pretty good. Like, you get a, a, a kind of like the ketchup bottle. And you go and you squeeze the ketchup bottle onto the... Uh, um, on the, uh, the placemat or something like that, if you're going to go dip your fries in it. It was kind of like that. Thank you for ruining my hamburgers. That was, uh, that yeah, was very descriptive. Every time I grab uh, a Heinz I, bottle. I, I try to do my best. <laughs> Want more of The Men's Room? Download the new podcast from Miles and Thrill, the greatest story never told. Time to open wide and sample Ted's meat and potatoes now. Here's your host, head chef of the men's room, the Ted Nougat. Head chef in the house. Oh, how's everybody? How's everybody doing out there? Doing great. Oh, you can hear it in my voice. You know, sometimes you get get things locked down in the kitchen. Most, yeah, you know, sometimes you freeze certain items to serve them later. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're locked out and frozen just because it's a computer. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully we'll get back there and figure out what every individual state does hate. But right now I just have some general terms. Okay. <laughs> so they put out a list and uh, they just add, you know, like every state obviously has weird things. Right? Sure. So it, it came up. Okay. Uh, so let's see. What, what are some things you think people hate in different states? I mean, I would imagine if I live in the Midwest... If I live in the Midwest, I either hate seafood because it's never Oysters. fresh. Oysters. Or I love seafood because I eat it rarely. Maybe something like that. All right, so a lot of it is the same stuff for a lot of states. The Midwest, though, a lot of it is anchovies. 12 states. Hmm. So you're looking at, like, Michigan, Ohio. They didn't label so, states, did they? They did not. And then there's a <laughs> list. But every time I scroll down to the <laughs> list... The page blinks off. I so see. I, like I have a specific list. So you got to read the geography the on this. I see. <laughs> well, it's the Midwest. It's uh, all anchovies. Well, you either like anchovies or you don't. I I love anchovies. I probably I don't eat them a couple times now. a week. I a couple still times say, a week, two wow. or three times a week on a Caesar salad. I get those no no. Oh, no those, you just eat them. I get those little Napolini ones that are wrapped in the caper. Oh man, they're fantastic. Ew. I can plow through a whole can. Of I that. will say this again. Like I like anchovies. I don't mind anchovies. I sure. like them on a Caesar salad. But I've only had them on pizza a couple times. It just fish on pizza yeah, just doesn't do it you know for what me because it's hot, right? Yeah. And it ends up permeating everything. I just grab a toothpick and go to town. But anchovies was number two on the list. All right, so number six on the list was a tie between carrots and pickles. I understand. I don't know, man. I like both those. Things. Look, people who really, really, really like pickles, they like pickles a lot. And people that hate them, yeah. absolutely people, hate them. People it should seems, eat more it pickles. It seems that people who eat raw carrots just eat them because they know they're supposed to. It's not that they taste the worst in the world. It's the best thing to put in the dip sometimes on the uh, vegetable tray. But other than that, cooked carrots are delicious. Ew, right, really? Well, most people I talk to, and look, I don't like carrots, but most people I talk to prefer raw carrots over cooked. I do not hmm. know why. That's just generally I like what I cooked. hear. This won't shock you. I eat them both ways, but a cooked carrot is delicious. It's more caramelized. It's yeah. a little sweeter. Well, even if you, you just know? make like a Sunday stew. Yeah, you put it in a roast, whatever. Oh, yeah. Hook man. it up. I feel like Ted's Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. I'm making my Sunday stew. Yeah, but you, you, Go you ahead, do carrot. the, veg- you do the baked vegetable tray, you know, with oh, the yeah. squash Sheet and the pan carrots. vegetables. Sure, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, well, that was one of my things this year. I was like, let's get back to like making meals on Sunday. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you put the wax paper down first? Uh, put them on foil. Oh, good idea. Yeah, yeah. Less dishes. All right, there's two states that I, they say they hate well-done steak. Let me guess. Texas and North Shit. Carolina. Illinois. Uh, actually, it's Connecticut and Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. I think it's more fun to watch you guess what state you're looking at. And the thing is, Ted could be lying to us. Mm-hmm. We don't even know. But at some point, you're like, I don't know the state. I'll just say Pennsylvania. Might have been Rhode Island. <laughs> Well, that, the smaller states are easy because they did put a letter next, two letters next. Ah, okay. I look. I know it's very like you make fun of well done steaks and this and that. At the end of the day, 
I still eat a well done steak. I used to order well done. Like yeah. some people, like it takes time to kind of get into that and really want to taste beef. And also, like Miles, you've brought this up before, but like when I was a kid growing up, like we got cheap cuts of steak. You don't want to eat those no. medium or you know, rare. The, the, the hardest thing I have about a well done steak, and it's not me, but it's when I'm cooking it. It seems to me the people who like well done steaks always get the filet mignon, mm-hmm. correct? Which is the hardest steak to cook well done. So yes. it's just the process. Because there's every, no bone to yeah, heat. Every, I mean, right, right. Like, every time I think I got it, like I'm not a cut in. I'm like, golly, you know. So and right. that's the only thing. I, I think a part of it too is that when, like, when I used to order, and I, I did exactly that. I'd get a well done fillet because I didn't really know steak or really like it sure. enough. So it was like, oh, I'm scared of fat, or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So you're like, I want the one with no fat and make it well done. Whereas, like, now I'll probably get, like, a medium ribeye. If I got a yeah. filet, it's, you know. If I overcook a steak at home, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened. It's I cut it steak. up and make a sandwich. You know, something like that. It's always yeah. my thing. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's a good idea. You Actually, could still yeah. eat steak. Right. And I'm not saying I overcooked earlier this week, but perhaps I did decide, you know what, instead of having a steak, I'm going to go ahead and shave mm. this and put it on a big ass roll. <laughs> like no, no, it's fine. It happens. Uh, there's a tie between uh, beets, bologna, sushi, turkey bacon. Four <laughs> states all named that. Washington State said bologna. bologna. I don't think turkey bacon's of all the things that you could replace something with, K-Rabby or whatever. I mean, I know it doesn't taste like bacon. It's not the worst thing in the world. I don't mind it too much. Beets, on the other hand. Beets are awful. They're, they're, I mean, beets are so ridiculous. so much prep work to get absolutely nothing out of it. I'm with you. I can't stand beets. And I, I mean, I try skin to be pro-vegetable. You boil them. You it's how they them, just got, like, cool. And like it's like the kale but thing. Why, well, dude? You go to the Ballard's Farmers Market. It's like ninety percent beets, and then like somebody's making like homemade candles or something. Have you ever seen beet salad? I had never yeah. seen beet salad, right? So it looks like Jello, kind of. Okay, I don't know this. It's I'm like fifteen years old. My mom drives me to this dinner party with her boss, all right? And this woman has white linen napkins. It's that kind of thing. So you grabbed your own food, and she had like prime rib and some good stuff. I assumed that beet salad was just like. Cranberry Cherry sauce jello, or right? I didn't know because nobody pointed it out, so I put it on my plate, and it's the last thing I'm going to eat, right? And I intentionally ate everything else, and my mother had already warned me, be decent, because again, you're 15, right? So I put this forkful of this beet salad on my mouth, and understand, I'm truly expecting something fruity or sweet, not what, it just tasted like mud. It was Bitter. like gelatinous mud, man. So I grabbed the white linen napkin, and my mom's sitting across from me. And she is staring at me, right? And all she's saying with her eyes is like, do not spit that into the white linen napkin. And I look back at her. I'm slowly putting it toward my face because we don't want to call attention mm-hmm. yeah. to our situation. And her eyes are getting more and more narrow as the napkin's getting closer to my face. And I'm like, I know she's going to kill me, but this can't be in my mouth. And finally, I just kind of... <laughs> she kicked me into the... She was so mad. I said, look, I'm not trying to be... She's like, you know what's going to stain the napkins? I'm like, look, I don't know that, Mom. I don't know what it that will. was, but it was in my mouth. And I think it may have been poison or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, it's beets. I'm like, beets are horrible. It stains your urinary tract. So yeah, of course years it's ago when beets napkin. got really cool, I was somewhere with somebody, and they it was like a, like a family-style setting. Yeah. So they ordered beets, and I hadn't had them in... I can't, if mm. I had ever had them, Mm-mm-mm. all right. Even I was like, God, these suck. Yes, <laughs> I, buddy, agree, I agree. And with my the buddy beats. was like, Oh, you just don't like vegetables. I was like, No, no. I eat vegetables. Like these, these are not vegetables. These suck. Yeah, it's a yeah, horrible root vegetable. Yeah, I saw my buddy's kid once. We thought he puked, but he was peeing down his uh, shorts. But it was all beet <laughs> co- or crapping, but it was oh, beets color. Right? It's like, what is that pink foam coming out of your kid? <laughs> Pepto. <laughs> Cotton candy, Ted. That's the sales pitch for beets. Oh, we were outdoors, picnic tables at a brewery. I mean, he's picking them up, and there's just ah. beet juice <laughs> shooting out his backside. Another round. Uh, I did find it funny. Some people put sushi on there. I'm like, all right. Like, I get that people are scared of sushi. Sure. Right? I Again, been through that phase. Everybody. I had people in my family that refused. Sergey. <laughs> But can you say you hate something you've never actually eaten? No. That is a good point. No. Yeah. Just get shrimp tempura sushi. You'll love it. It's mm-hmm. a cooked shrimp. Yeah. Yeah. California roll. Uh, also, for people that don't like bologna, I highly suggest you fry bologna. Put it on a sandwich. <laughs> Fillet. Uh, five states said they hate eggplant, which I can fathom. Sure. Until Miles helped me out here. I need a little eggplant, eggplant parmesan. Ooh. Strong. Oh, that's good. Yes, sure you smother it in sauce and parmesan. Jeez, yeah. Well, you got to pan fry it first, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah I bread it all up. Delicious. So good. <laughs> well, I don't know how you did it at your place. I don't know how we do it at Slither. <laughs> Tell you one thing, at Slither, no beets. 
Uh, we already went over this. 12 states that they hate anchovies. And then 13 states with the most hated food item. All right. Green beans. Oysters? Not green beans, not oysters. Jello mold. No, no, no. A lot of people love these. They sh- There's different flavors of these, different colors of these. They show up in a lot of places. Mike absolutely loves them. Jelly beans. I don't know. Olives. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, really? I like olives. I know. But the thing is, too, is like everything about olives I should love. Like it's salty, briny. Mm, Like a tapenade? Yeah. Ah, I can't stand them. (laughs) I mean, I'll eat. I've told him like this. If I get a Supreme pizza and there's black olives on it or somebody orders it, like, all right, I'll fight through it. But yeah, topping on, not not for this chat. Can't get enough of the men's room? Listen to the Men's Room Daily Podcast. I had a buddy coming into town, man. This was not too long. It was a couple years ago. And uh, the first night, the first night he's going to stay in my place, and then after that, you know what I mean. He he got a hotel because he was here for some type of uh, work thing. Either way, just so happens he's got another buddy who is also in town on a separate work event, but they're in town for the same weekend. All right, so we got a chance. We're going to hook up with them, and this is like on the maybe it was a Saturday, whatever it was. So me and him go out, and he's drinking double vodka sodas. All right. This is about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We go to a rooftop bar down here mm-hmm. we've been to before, and we start drinking. And then we're going to meet his buddy Dan later. We actually met down there at another time when we were, you know, whatever. So, But he's going to meet us later on once he gets checked into his hotel and everything. He's got an afternoon flight. He should be in by 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Whatever. So my buddy just gets absolute. And I don't realize how hammered he's getting. But he is getting really, really hammered. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. You know, it's going to be one of those nights. And with him, he's just, it's not that he, it's not that he's not responsible, it's just that he... Isn't he like an angry kind of drunk or no, something? No, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he gets real loud and real boisterous. But uh, either way, I'm still going to meet uh, our, his friend and, and a guy I know, too, right. in a little while. But he's got it, he's got it, he's going down fast, all right? So I have this, you know, like, so uh, do you have a, an Uber app? No, I don't have an Uber app. Why don't you have a freaking Uber app? You know what I mean? What do, what do you got? Lyft? He's got nothing, right? Yeah, it's a fair question. So, okay, it is. It, this is this is a this is an adult person, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh God. You know, I I am I'm, I'm staying. I'm not driving back to my house. Right. You know what I mean? Not at this point in the evening. There's there's no way. So I'm gonna have to get him an Uber. And the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking about where he is and just in his mind and in his body. Mm-hmm. I am not putting this on me. No. Not on my Uber account, right? So I, I, I make the determination. I said, look, man, told the Uber guy, I said, listen, you need to do a two-router here. I said, basically, we're going to go to my place, and then I'm going to you know, I'm gonna need to ride back. Put it back in the app, man. Got to cut the address. And that's what he's going to do. You know what yeah. I mean? He was going to he was one way, and then, you know what I mean, then he could figure it out. So I, 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 the entire ride, he is being completely obnoxious, talking crap to the driver. Of like, course. Like telling him what a piece of crap his car is. I mean, he was just gone. Why? For no reason. Drunk. So I drag his ass into my living room and I put him down on the couch and I go back out to get the Uber to go back. That guy's gone. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's okay. I can get another Uber. You know can what I mean? You? It took about 15 minutes. Sure. Okay, for another Uber to come around. I get the Uber back. I go downtown. I meet with Dan. We have a good time. I explain to him that uh, our buddy Scott is gone. I don't know if we can go back and wake him up. Well, we'll try to go back and wake his ass up, whatever the deal. So I hang with Dan. We get a couple more uh, drinks in us, stay maybe for an hour and a half, two hours. Then we get into another Uber and go back to my place again. Now, I wake up that morning. Scott didn't wake up, by the way. He was Of course. I uh I get up the next morning and I'm just curious about my Uber rating, which was spectacular. I might add before that, not that that really matters in anyone's you know mind or it, 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 it does when you want them to yeah. pick your. I ass went from up. a five yeah. to a four, like okay, that's boom. not the worst. Boom! I mean, like it was, but it was still like I was afraid he's going to throw up in there. Right. I was yeah. afraid of all this stuff, and it's like, man. Ah. I've known many a bartender, ah. and these bartenders, you know, they uh, they have some regulars that'll close the bar, which is kind of you know par for the course. But every once in a while, someone goes in there and they're just messed up. And these bartenders are very kind, and they go, "Look, we're going to get you an Uber," and they don't really give it a second thought. They've got it on their phone, so they get an Uber. They get the guy's name right or girl, whoever it is, and they stuff them into Uber and send them on their way. About ninety-five percent of them tell me this is a mistake because you don't think about it, but. 
on a night that they are off and they just want to get an Uber to go out and do their thing for a change, Uber doesn't want to come around because they have like a 1.5 rating. And it has nothing to do with anything they did. But they realize in the course of a week, the seven different people they got an Uber for trying to look out for the really drunk people either puked in the car or, like you said, talked all this smack to the driver. The driver doesn't right. know. He doesn't know if you are the no. Uber app owner. It's just, I gave you a ride. And this you was a suck. horrible experience. Right. And yeah. so they, they gave a piss poor rating. And I, a lot of bartenders have told me, they're like, and we're done doing it. And it's almost like a buddy like yours kind of ruins it for anyone else that maybe the bartender would get new yeah. for because they're like, look. I don't think you're a bad person, but I don't know what's going to happen from the time you leave. Because I can't put you, you I can't put you in this car and send you to where you're supposed to be because you're already drunk and expect that you're going to make it there okay. Right? Like I have to accompany you on this. There's no way. Yeah. You, there's and that that's what sucks. Like you ruined my night yeah. because I got to babysit your ass to go back home because I don't trust you to even be able to a find where I live, sure. be able to work the door. You know what I mean? Like the whole deal. So it's like I'm I'm I got to go back. You know what I mean? And then he ruined my Uber rating. <laughs> That's better than, Damn it. but you did the right thing, yeah. right? Because if you just sent him in an Uber home, then you're gonna, have a, you're gonna have a passed out dude. Mm-hmm. In, okay, so can I tell you what happened? Like on the concrete or something right. in front so, of him. So, so, so then, so then, okay, so then, uh, but we, we figured, okay, we're gonna go back to my place, get his ass, see if he's okay, try to wake his ass up, whatever the deal is. So we we get there, he's gone. So the first thing I oh, do is Jesus. I start scouring the neighborhood because we, you know, we we hit a couple bars there before we went downtown. So I start scouring the neighborhood, the places we went to see if he's back there. He is not back there. Mm-hmm. We cannot get a hold of him on his phone. The, we, I don't know where he is, right? His bag is gone. He was supposed to spend the night with oh, me. Oh, wow. Everything's gone. So this is what happened, apparently. He thought that he was spending the night at the hotel that night. All right. right? So what does he do? He gets in a cab, all right, and he goes down to the hotel room that he's supposed to be in the next night. Tries to check in. They won't check him in because he doesn't have a reservation right. until the next night. All right? So what does he do? Goes to Deja Vu. So at this point in time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he goes in a strip club? He's in a strip club. Hammered. I mean, you know, hammered, hammered. I mean, gone hammered. He still needs to spend the night in my place. Right, right. So I'm trying to convince the doorman, like, hey, man, is there some jackalope in here that he's like, oh, your buddy. Yeah, he's, in a, <laughs> he's, in a, he's in a private room. And I'm just like, you know what? Dan, this is on you tonight. Like, yeah. you got to babysit this. I'm done. You know what I mean? I'm a, he's got his bag somewhere. I don't know where it is. I'm out. <laughs> so, like, I saw him, like, a day and a half later after his convention. Right. You know, right. Like, on a Sunday afternoon, like, you all right? He's like, yeah, man, a great time. It's a great city. It's so much fun. It was like, nothing happened. <laughs> it's like, nothing happened. Right. Nothing happened. You didn't do anything. No, it was great. I love this place. It's awesome. <laughs> Who ruined the good times for everyone else? 206-421-ROCK. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. Unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the thing, too, is people, whenever you travel, it's just a different energy. It absolutely You get is. fired up. You get excited. Right. You do. Especially if you're traveling alone or if it's a boys weekend. Like, if I'm with the kids, it's like, all right, I'm kind of drinking all day, but at no point are you doing shots. You're not getting drunk. You just kind of keep a smoothie on, right? And sure, when they go to bed, like, I'm going to hammer them down, but- if it's us, like going back to San Diego, mm-hmm. like, look, from because my wife says, what you guys do? I'm like, what do you think we did? Like, we don't really go out and get into trouble. We found a bar, especially in San Diego, because it's very comfortable, you know, half inside, half outside. And we drank all day long. And we met 10,000 different people. And we drank with them. And we had fun with them. Then you know what we did? We had to remember where our hotel was, what the name of it was. We eventually found it. And then we passed out. Yeah. And you know what we did the next day? We got them started drinking again. Like, that's pretty much all those, we do, those, man. Those, I remember, I vaguely remember this, but not all the way remember this. I do remember buying a Mexican wrestling mask. And so I wore this thing for like <laughs> three hours in Old Town. They're hot, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you sweat your ass off. But I just thought it was funny to sit there with a mask on and drink. And then there's pictures of us. And I'm in the cab. And I'm still wearing the mask. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I don't remember a lot of that. I just, I know I walked into the hotel room with a mask on. People were just like... What is wrong with this guy? Right, they, they, they sell all kinds of crap in Old Town. You can buy whatever the hell you want. You know yeah, I, I kind of respect that, though. <laughs> buy a like, mask, wear, wear it. it. I wore it the whole day. It was like... You got your use out of it. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I've definitely bought some cheesy T-shirts or whatever and been like, I'm wearing it. And then, like, why did I think... What was the last one I bought? Somewhere in Florida, I was drunk, and it just said... Uh, I can't remember, but it ends with... It's like a political thing, but it just said, like... Like, go F yourself, I approve this message. And I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing that. About two hours later, I'm like, why didn't anyone talk me out of where I feel like an a-hole? 
Right, I'll show them. Right. They'll read it on my shirt. Connect with the men's room on Instagram at men's room live. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Game is up, Big Dummy, 206-421-ROCK. Hello, Eastwood. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitch, hola. Hola. Eastwood, are you sober or not sober? I'm not sober. I've been smoking some of his filthy wife from up here at base, your Snickle Fritz. Okay. All right, Eastwood, our men's room poll. You got a camp for a week and a tent. Will you be in the African Savannah, the Australian Outback, Mount Everest Base Camp, or Yellowstone National Park? I thought Yellowstone, most of it was in Wyoming. That's what I thought. But uh, I'm, I'm going down for the Outback, man. And, you know, and then I check out some women after camping out in the weeds. Okay. They'll be happy to hear that. Eastwood's here, finally. So, so my, my, birth, my birthday was uh, last uh, last Saturday, May 30th, which uh, from 1870 until... Uh, 1971 was my birthday. I thought everybody got a day off because I was born. So I want I wanted to give a shout out to my brother-in-law David Orange, uh, Sergeant David Orange. Uh, he was sergeant in the U.S. Marine, um, Army, and he was also sergeant for the Seattle Police Department uh, for their gang squad. And then also uh, Matthias Cruz, uh, Chief Warrant Officer, uh, 26 years service. Uh, you don't email. Officer. You don't email those guys, do you? I mean, are we are we how you communicate with like are they right. going to call in and be like, I want to give a shout out to Eastwood, uh, grab a gallon of milk. Yeah, well, Matthias uh, was uh, investigating Deidre for some uh, inappropriate as a massage therapist, and uh, he's working for uh, uh, you know the housing uh, 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 DSHS, and so I told him I was going to mention him. He said, Yeah, he's a chief warrant officer, twenty six years, has fought in fought in many wars, and has uh, many ribbons and. Uh, so I told him I'd mention him. He said, go ahead, son. And, and then David just needed a shout-out for all those Seattle police officers. Remember David Orange for the, from the gang squad? He was about... It's almost like talking to my wife. You know, hey, baby, how was your day? And then yeah. this happens. It just goes. It just goes. Just goes. It's like a wind-up rabbit. Because May, May 30th, you know, his birthday, but now they make it a three-day weekend. Okay. Florida's trying to pass, I mean, Florida, Hawaii's trying to pass legislation to make it original so we can honor our soldiers. Hey, so God bless them. Yeah. Hey, he's, what, do you want to play Big Dummy? And the killer. And the killer, man. Uh, Clinton In a minute. Charles Copeland, he was, he was the head of the Teamsters <laughs> local for 24 years, 174 largest block in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, so God bless the killer, man. <laughs> All right, Eastwood, question number one. We'll go for it. I'm going to go for the Outback. Man, down there with the snakes. I got a big knife, K-Bar, man. I'll fight them off. And I got guns. Well, most of my guns. The Mason County Police got my pistol. I got to get it back from last summer, but I'll get it. Question number one. Okay, let's go. (laughs) I'm sorry to keep you waiting. What common? I, know, I, know, I love you, man. You were I was still my hero, hero man. You're always the top of the list. God creates you to give to him. I think I'm flattered, but I'm not sure. Let me absorb yeah, that. Man. No, that's from the heart, man. No, that's I'm, why I don't I'm absorb. Absorbing. I believe you, brother. I do. I really do. Okay. All right. Next is Ted, man, because he always likes me. <laughs> Next to Ted. Jesus Thanks, Eastwood. You're the best. Well, yeah, I like yeah. this guy more. But. Well, you're his hero. Next to me. 
next to you. Yes, I'm, yeah, just, I'm Robin. I'm, maybe I'm next. You know, you gotta, you gotta stick him. He's the one who told me to keep calling in. You know, who? I, I, I did. I saw him down there at uh, Legion one time. He keep calling in. He's good, so here I am. In no way are we gonna beat Ted with soap and socks later. Yeah, I'm sure with soap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's your question. What common and important household item uses the synthetic element americium? Common and important household item uses the element americium. Mm-hmm. I probably said. Mike I, says there's no way know. you get this. I don't know. Any idea, Mike? Smoke detectors. Hmm. Hmm. Smoke detectors. Smoke detectors. Yes. Okay. Merkium. Okay. Keep that in mind. Huh. All right. Is that radioactive? Eastwood, here's your question. I hate I'm going to ask you this. It's multiple choice, okay? So a new study asked people about the worst sex they ever had. What percentage of people said that their current partner is, in fact, the worst sex that they've ever had? 25, 50, 75, or 100%? I'd go mid-road 50%. Okay! Wow! Well done. Man, oh man, very good, Eastwood. There you go. Two and done. People are so split on Eastwood. <laughs> People either love him or hate him, but no one goes like, yeah, he's all right. Eastwood's a bit, like, sometimes like a family guy. As someone like, said, it reminds some, me of Boomhauer. Or I was just going to say, like, sometimes you're like, ah, oh, what is he talking about? But then it, it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're like, oh, you know what? That is pretty funny. I'm <laughs> glad he's here. Connect with the guys. Find the men's room at facebook.com slash the men's room. Now, back to the men's room on the men's room radio network. Got right, we made it to drinking time. Somebody out there deserves to be recognized. And the men's room knows just who it is. So to you, we say, bottoms up, sailor. You're the toast of our shot of the day. Drink time it is, and as usual, we head to see Drink Desk and Stephen Thrillhill to find out who we're toasting. Yes, indeed. Today we toast a 28-year-old woman unidentified in Vancouver, British Columbia. Now, uh, she got busted for drunk driving. At five o'clock in the, five o'clock in the morning this past Saturday, basically she went through a DUI checkpoint, failed the breathalyzer test, went through all the rest of the tests. The cops they finally gave her a ticket and they said, "Look, we're not going to take your ass to jail. It's the Canadian way. Call someone to pick your ass up. We'll do the court date later." So she makes a phone call. As it happens, she has an identical twin sister. So about half an hour later, her twin sister showed up in another car and also got a DUI because not only was she drunk. She was drunker than the woman that she was picking up. So the cops haven't said how drunk each of them were, but the second sister did even worse on the breathalyzer. And the point is, she drove there. At 5 a.m. At 5 a.m. to pick up a drunk sister. Now, that's not clear who they called to pick them up after that, but the cops still give you that option like, okay, is there another person we can call to pick you up? Uh, that person was sober enough to take them home, but they're now both dealing with drunk driving charges. I just like the fact that they're like, hey, man, just call someone to pick you up, right? And then your drunk-ass sister It's an identical up. twin. Would it you is say? an identical yeah. twin. I and mean, they were probably out together. I'm assuming, because at 5 o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? Like, if I show up within 30 minutes, chances are we were out together. But either way, they're court days. Yeah, I mean, even if you've been asleep for a couple hours, like, that ain't going to cut drinking, it. drinking, yeah. yeah 5, like, 5 a.m., you're still going to... Hell yeah. Assuming they party like us. But let's drink. Speaking of which, we pour this booze and we drink this booze because we think it's yummy. Yummy! So over the tongue and down the throat to party in our tummies. Down the hola, bitchola! Thanks for listening to the best of the men's room podcast. Want more of the men's room? The greatest story never told with Miles and Thrill. Double Flush Production. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law.